0: you have an airbnb your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host
1: hey y'all this is joe tower and you're listening to tales of male folly the podcast true stories told live that aim to put the shame and embarrassment back into being a man Each episode of this podcast, we will feature one new story told by one new storyteller, recorded live at one of our past LA-based storytelling shows of the same name. These stories are presented to you here, now, as is. I personally guarantee that what you're about to hear is 100% unedited and unfucked with. For all our deets, visit us at talesofmalefolly.com, or scope us on Facebook, Tumblr, or Instagram. You can't find us on Twitter, because come on, Twitter is dead. Word. Enough idle chit-chat and shit. Let's get down on some folly. From our January show of this year at the Virgil, this tale of male folly is all John Flynn. John Flynn is another storytelling legend in L.A. and New York, a multiple moth winner in a UCB stable where he performs, directs, and hosts a weekly open mic storytelling show called Oh, Hey Guys. He's also a really fucking wonderful dude. In another great example of the root of male folly being lofty expectations, here John tells about booking a job to join the final two legs of the national tour of a chorus line in Hawaii. The circumstances are perfect for a little fun in the sun until, well, just take a listen. This is John Flynn's tale of male folly. Oh, thank you guys. Um,
0: so, uh... Yeah, let's talk about the Oscars, right? Oh, James Franco, poor guy. Nah, the movie was fun, but it's no snub. Okay, um, no one cares. So uh, my story happens, uh, this was many years ago. Uh, I was living in New York City, and uh, I got a call out of the blue uh, asking me if I would join the national tour of A Chorus Line. Uh, I thank you, yes. Uh, It had been out on the road for almost a year and a half now. Um, they were just the last two legs of their tour and it was gonna be two weeks in Hawaii. And I was like, this is the best fucking job ever. This what a great phone call. Hey, could you we'll pay you to come to Hawaii for two weeks to do a musical that I had done several times before, so I already knew it already. I didn't have to learn anything. And also for those of you who don't know Course Line, it opens, it's the whole thing's like an audition for a show and they're all dancing because it's Course Line. And then like after the first ten minutes, they send like Nine dancers are like, ah, oh, you're not good enough, leave. And I was going to be one of those dancers. <laughs> so it was like, great, go do a shitty job. I could, do, I could be as shitty as I wanted to. It would, make, it would not hurt the story or the show at all. In fact, it would be helpful. So it was like, this is awesome. What a great opportunity. I get to go to Hawaii. I'd never been there before. I was, uh, it was in February, so I was like, fuck New York City. And also I was like, hey, I'm going to Hawaii. I'm probably going to get laid. I mean, I'm going to be doing a musical. uh, So I'm pretty much going to be some hot shit when I'm out there. Um, And so I was really excited to get this job. And I arrived there, and I realized, like, oh, no, this is actually a shitty job. Uh, Because as I said, this tour had been on the road for like a year and a half. Everyone was fucking sick of each other. Like no one was like, they were all like ready to go home. Oh, the the real reason I was called out there is there was a virus going through the company that was causing people to throw up green bile and in some cases, shit blood. So I'm, like, walking into that. So, like, that, everyone's sick of each other. There's some virus going around. No one wants to touch or talk to each other or have anything to do with anybody, especially not the new guy. They just want to finish this fucking show up and go home. Uh, So I'm like, great, this sucks. I'm not going to get laid. Except the guy who was my roommate was a guy named Matt. Matt. Now Matt is a guy. He's your typical I, I like to call him a, like a professional homosexual. Like Matt was gay like it was his job and he was not going to get fired from it. Like Matt could tell you what fetish night was happening in every bar. He always knew what understudies were going on at wicked. Um, and I would later learn that he would like sign all of his emails or texts by just going wee. And Matt was, you know, sort of your typical chorus boy. Like he was like tall, he was like lean, he was in great shape, he was like handsome in a boring way. Um, you know what I mean? Like, sort of an Osmond, where you're like, e- yeah. Um, um, and uh, I, to be honest, I sort of was like, oh, I could, I could fuck this guy, yeah. Um, and Matt had been with the tour from the beginning, and he told me uh, when the tour started, he made it a personal goal for himself to have sex with a different guy in every single state that they visited. And uh, they had visited, this was the 50th state they were going to do a course line in, and he had kept up with that goal. Uh, and I pointed out to him, like, wow, not only have you fucked a guy in every state, you've done the musical course line in every state. You are twice as gay as you think you are. And he was like, "Wee." <laughs> So Matt asked me if I would be his wingman and help him get way, get get weighed, get uh get laid in Hawaii, and I was a little bit like, sure, I'll help you get laid in Hawaii. Don't you worry. <laughs> um, you know, trying to play it cool. I didn't want to be like too pushy or obnoxious. Um, because also I would learn that uh Matt uh, was a bit of a nudist. So like when we would hang out like in our hotel room, he would just like get naked and um, like I'm not saying like. I'm not saying, like, if if he could remove his junk, you would, like, put it on a coffee table, but it was, like, nice to look at. Um, And I didn't want that to stop. You're not on my side right now. That's okay. Um, So, um... Excuse me. So, uh... So so we're doing the show, and, like, for whatever reason, uh, uh, surprising to me, it was, like, hard for us to get laid. Like, there was no one hanging out at the stage door afterwards be like, who are those cut dancers? I want to get my fuck on. Um... (laughs) We couldn't find any like local bars, you know, like time was ticking, but I was just sort of like, you know, playing the long game, like being like real patient, just sort of like making sure I was just there whenever Matt was getting drunk or looking to get laid. Uh, so finally, it is our final night. And so it's a Saturday night. We have to do the show. And so what, uh, what we were told is um, Sunday morning, we had a matinee. Our last show was a Sunday matinee. So we were told that m- morning we had to check out of our hotel, bring all of our luggage to the theater. We would do our final matinee. And then from the theater, they would take us all to the airport and then we'd all fly home. So that Saturday night. Are like It's like, all right, it's do or die time. Like We get late tonight or it doesn't happen. So I'm like, ready. Uh, so right before the show, Matt comes up to me. He's like, hey, I got the address of a gay bar from one of the local stagehands. I was like, that sounds like a dubious source, but OK. Uh, so we do the show. Afterwards, we call a car service. This is a while ago. There was no Uber or Lyft. Uh, we spend $60 for this car to take us to this bar. It's like a 40-minute drive away. We go, we get into this bar, and I'm immediately like, I don't think this is a gay bar, because there are a lot of women here, and men are paying attention to them. Uh, and they're not even singing, so that doesn't make sense. Um, so we have a few drinks, and then eventually I go up to the bartender, and I'm like, hey, I have a question for you. Um, is this a gay bar by any chance? And like, he thinks about it for a second, which like usually you know. Um, but he, like, thinks he goes, like, no, I guess it's not. I'm like, OK, that's cool. Um, do you by any chance happen to know of any gay bars sort of around here? And he's like, uh, oh, there's just one place. And, and he gives me the address. I'm like, cool. We call another car. We do some more shots. Uh, we get into another car. We drive another 20 minutes to this bar that I guess is a gay bar, but it was closed because someone rented it out for a sweet 16 party. <laughs> he's like, Hawaii is very progressive. Um, so we say to our driver, "We're like, hey, um, you know, we're trying to find a gay bar. Do you know of any place nearby?" And he thinks for a second. He goes, "Uh, well, there's this one place that has karaoke." <laughs> and I'm like, "I guess that'll do." Um, <laughs> So we get in this. So we're driving again to this other bar, and while we're there, Matt, you know, like he's gotten a little drunk at this point, and he's like, sort of going off. He's like, "What the fuck is wrong with this state?" He's like, "I got fucking laid in South Dakota. Why the fuck can I got la- not get laid in Hawaii?" And then the cab the driver asks the question that I'm sure any straight dude in that situation would ask. He's like, "Oh, if you two guys just like want to get laid, like why don't you just fuck each other?" And I'm all like, "Oh, what, a, what?" <laughs> And then Matt goes, you just drive. And I'm, like, dead inside a little bit. Anyway, I knew I'd get you back. Um, So we pull up to this uh, karaoke bar that also is, like, a country-western honky-tonk-themed karaoke bar in Hawaii. Like... We walked in and like there was sort of a dance floor, but there was like a, a disco saddle. Like it was like a saddle that had little disco mirrors like glued all over it, like slowly rotating. There was the karaoke stage on the side where like seven Asian girls were singing "Seasons of Love," um, and we're like, "Well, if it doesn't happen here, it's never happening." Um, so we go up to the bar, and the bartender is like this short, sassy, like plump, like Hawaiian woman. Like she was short, she had like a mini bleach blonde beehive. And she's like, really? She's like, what do you boys like to drink? And Matt goes, give me something strong and something fruity. I like my drinks like I like my men. And some guys at the bar are like, mm? and I'm like, Ixnay on the AK. <laughs> <laughs> um so we sit down and we're hanging out with this bartender and she's like super fun and she's, she's totally like, like oh you boys are from out of town so she's like mixing us drinks and like coconuts and pineapples and we're like Wee um and, uh, you know, like after an hour or so, like the karaoke ends and then it turns into like more of like a dance club. So that happens. And Matt's like, I'm going in. So he like gets off the bar stool and starts, goes dancing on the floor. And I'm just like sitting there hanging out with the bartender a little longer. You know, and I'm drunk too. And I'm just like, you know, like just telling her my life story. And she's giving me Bartender 101. You know, I'm just like, he doesn't even like know I exist. He doesn't like me that way. And she's like, You've got to go for it. If it's love, you've got to do it. And I'm like, You're, you're so right. You're so smart. Why are, you, why are you in this bar in Hawaii? You should be everywhere. Uh, and then she's like, uh, "Actually, it uh, fr- looks like your friend might need some help right now." And she like gestures over to the dance uh, floor, and there's like a bunch of like big guys sort of like pushing Matt. So I'm like, "Oh shit!" So I get off the bar stool. I'm like walking over there, and I'm like, "All right, like lower your voice, keep your wrists firm, you know, just like <laughs> let's go into this, ready?" And so you know, I get close, and one of the guys, I hear one of the guys yell, at Matt, like get the fuck out of here, you faggot. Don't fucking touch me. And so like, I get him and I'm like, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Let's all calm down. Let's all calm down. And then the guy goes, oh, who the the fuck are you? Is this your faggot friend? Did you come here to spread your faggot AIDS everywhere? And before I can say anything from behind me, Matt just goes, you can't get AIDS from dancing, asshole. (laughs) Which is true, (laughs) Um, but not really. In play at this moment, um, anyway, this guy's so mad he like like swings to punch me, but I use my dancer 's agility uh, to get out of the way in time, and so like because he like swings and doesn 't connect, he just sort of like trips and like lands on one of his friends, and like now, suddenly all the bouncers like swarm in so like there 's all these bouncers and these big drunk guys surrounding Matt and I all fighting, and we 're both just like, "Oh, all these men fighting over us is so crazy. Oh, um, and then I make eye contact with a bartender and she just looks at me and she goes, run you faggots, run! And I was like, I thought you were on our side, but we run. Um, we like go down the street, find a Seven Eleven, 11 call that car company. The same guy who dropped us off comes and picks us up and he's like, what happened? We tell him and he just goes, eh, no, this would have happen if you two just fuck each other. And that's why I'm like, you just fucking drive. Fuck you, asshole. So it is, like, 5 in the morning at this point. We get back to our hotel. Our hotel is actually, it's a decent hotel, but it's right near the water, which is really nice. So Matt and I decide, like, all right, we're going to, like, get our bathing suits. We're just going to, like, wait out in the water, and we're going to watch the sunrise. Like, today, you know, tonight kind of sucked, but, like, let's at least have that. So um, we wait out into the water. We get up to the water. It's, like, up to here on us. We're just sort of hanging out, watching the sun come up. And it's, like, beautiful. And, and you know, and it's, we're just taking it all in. And then one point Mac was like, I can't believe I didn't get fucking laid in Hawaii. When he says that, like the voice of the bartender of like, you've got to go for it. Like, it's <laughs> love. Like, it's like, like in my ears. So I'm like, this is it. This is the moment. So like I turn and I grab him by the shoulders. And I look him in the eye and I go, I'll be your Miss Hawaii. <laughs> and I lean in to kiss him. And he pushes me back. No. And then he gets like, like a really weird, like, almost like cross-eyed look on his face. <laughs> And then he starts throwing up this green bile right there in the Pacific Ocean. We used the ocean to clean ourselves off. We went back to our hotel rooms, packed, did our show, and flew home. And unfortunately, neither Matt nor I got laid while we were in Hawaii. Thanks, guys.
1: Yo, thank you for peeping this podcast. If you dug what you heard, subscribe to us and rate us. If you hated what you heard, leave us a review and tell us what we can do to appease your unreasonable expectations. JK, haters. Tales of Male Folly, the podcast, is released twice a month and is produced by me, Joe Tower and executive produced and edited by Mr. Brian Weiss. It's available on iTunes, Google Play, and now, Pippa! Tales of Male Folly, the show, is produced every other month at various kick-ass venues in Los Angeles. It's produced and hosted by me, Joe Tower, with the help of Mr. Alex Cadet and Mr. Brian Weiss. It's presented in partnership with Big Brothers Big Sisters of Greater Los Angeles. If you have questions and would like to hit us up directly, or if you got a story you feel you need to tell in either spoken or written form, please email us at talesofmalefolly at gmail.com. Meanwhile, keep listening, and we hope to see you at a future show. For any and all other inquiries, check us out online at www.talesofmalefolly.com.